It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Now available at Dundrum Town Centre. So you can now use your toll tags to park in our car parks. Simply register at easytrip.ie forward slash parking. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Dundrum, where more happens. You're listening to Irish Sports Talk. Hello, Nerding fans. Welcome to Irish Sports Talk. We've got Peter Ariz joining us to talk some Canes and Notre Dame football. Peter is from canesinsight.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at canesinsight. Thank you, Peter, for taking the time and joining us. How are you doing today? Doing well, guys. It's an exciting time down here in South Florida. You know, with uh, with all the hype this week of the game coming in, college day. Miami, I know everyone's asking, is Miami back? Is the U back? And, I'm, you know, I'm not a... Peter. have the guess the relevance and then the and the hype down here once again so is the how big a deal is game day um down there in florida i mean is everybody excited about this so it's actually the first time that game day has been on miami's campus they used to do the game days out at the orange bowl site which is not on campus so it's going to be a, an interesting look for people uh, to see campus now, obviously, Miami's campus is a little different than a lot of campuses around the country. It's in the middle of, of you know, South Florida, Coral Gables, the palm trees, the, the beautiful weather down here. So I'm expecting it to be a good scene out there this weekend. And uh, it's listen, it's been a long time since, uh, since like Miami game mattered this much this late in the season. So that's really what the people in South Florida and the people in Miami are, are, are most excited about. Yeah, a lot of the players at Notre Dame were asked, you know, have they seen the 30 for 30 about Miami and Notre Dame and do they know much about the history? And a lot of these guys don't remember that. And honestly, I don't really remember it either. I mean, it was before my time, but, you know, older people, this was obviously, uh, there's a lot of history between these two teams. And uh, I also know when you're talking about Miami, you're talking about palm trees and warm weather. It, it sounds like it's pretty easy <laughs> Uh, it'd be a good recruiting pitch to recruits, and it's hard to say no to that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. They're going to be doing the. They're going to be doing this right next to the pool on campus. There's there's a big pool on campus, and w- one of the things Mark Richt actually, who's obviously Miami's coach, he played at Miami back in the '80s. Mark Richt said he used to hang out by the pool a lot because because of, of the girls out there. So 
it, it's definitely a good uh, it's definitely a good recruiting pitch for sure. But the best recruiting pitch for Miami is just how they're playing right now because look, they Miami's always recruited at a pretty high level. Miami's always had talent, even in the last ten years when Miami has not been winning at a national level, still sending guys to the NFL and there's still guys in the pros who are making, you know, big impacts all, all across the NFL. Um, so the talent hasn't been the issue. It's it's been the culture and you know everything in the locker room, and now what you're seeing with the, with everything just coming together, it seems like this year. I think, look, I think they're like a little bit ahead of schedule than from where I thought they would be coming into this season. Um, and and look, if they they might drop this game this weekend, um, but bottom line is that they're they're in line right now to go to the ACC championship for the first time ever, which is a major step uh, for this program. Miami is undefeated at 8-0, and no one can take that away from them. But I know they haven't been getting as much respect as a lot of the fans think, and it's because of some of these close games, you know, North Carolina, um, Georgia Tech, Florida State. A lot of those are close games. Miami comes away with a win. But what are some of the reasons that some of those games were as close as they were when clearly Miami uh, is a very potent team? They really put a, a whooping on Virginia Tech. Well, I would say offensively is is where the struggles have come, and it's been an offense where there's a ton of big plays. You know, they they are scoring a decent amount of points, but it's been the consistency uh, at the quarterback position. Malik Rozier is a guy who's a redshirt junior. He won this job uh, in in fall camp in a quarterback battle, and this this thing was going back to the spring, and and he won that battle. And he's a guy who's going to bring you more mobility than what Brad Kaya brought you the last few years. And, look, he's not, he's not a pure pocket passer, uh, but what he can do is move those chains. And his accuracy has been a little bit questionable at times. Through three interceptions last week, you know, struggled against North Carolina the week before that as well. So I would say, listen, is Miami getting the respect that – they want right now no but the beautiful thing for them is you know, starting last week and then of course coming into this week with these two games start again starting with that virginia tech game they ha- they were given the opportunity to earn respect if they put on a performance like last week i think that almost everyone in the country will respect them i will say that this is not a team where look they haven't been winning pretty for for much of the season but that defense is just really, really dominant. That's the side of the football that the matchup is going to come down to this weekend. That that Miami defensive line against the offensive line in Notre Dame is going to be a fun one to watch. Have you heard a lot from the fans as far as where uh, Miami's ranked in the playoff rankings right now? Yeah, some fans I think right now are – you know, I think that the fans kind of realize that Clemson, as a one-loss team, has earned their spot right now as defending champs. You know, Alabama and Georgia, there's not much, not much argument there. TCU is the team that I think some Canes fans are a little annoyed are ahead of Miami right now, uh, just because of you know they they have a loss and it's not like they've gone out there and and been world beaters, but. Listen, again, I think if Miami can win this game this weekend, this is this game has such big playoff implications, right? If Notre Dame wins, their road looks really, really, you know, clear for them to, to run the table and basically lock up a spot in that college football playoff. For Miami, it's interesting because, 
let's say they win this weekend. You know, they still have to play a Clemson. Looks like it's going to be Clemson in the ACC championship. That will essentially be a play-in game as well if Clemson runs runs the table. So this is, to me, it's almost like a de facto quarterfinal game, right, for both teams. It's uh, it's going to be an exciting one. I'll tell you. I'll tell you guys this too. There's a lot made about Miami fans. I know this question was about Miami fans. Miami fans, there's no doubt. This is a bandwagon town. Miami Heat. You guys saw that when when LeBron came in. That that was a you know a madhouse. Miami. You can you guys can see all the pictures every year where the where the stands may not be, you know, very packed or whatnot. But when a, when a winner is in town. Okay, those fans will be there, and there's some crazy people in Miami. I'll tell you guys that. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like it's going to be a great matchup. I know everybody's excited around here. Um, just looking at the offense, you talked a little bit about quarterback. Um, who are some of the weapons on this offense? Uh, some guys to watch out for on Saturday. Well, a couple people. One at the running back position, Travis Homer. He's a guy who's filling in for Mark Walton. Mark Walton was Miami's starting running back this year, one of the top backs in the country, you know, an NFL-type talent, junior running back out for the year now, suffered a, an ankle injury, had to have surgery uh, after the Florida State game. So Travis Homer stepped up in his spot and been dynamic out of the backfield. He's a guy doesn't have the most wiggle in the world, but he hits the hole and he, you know, he has a lot of speed. He, he goes right to that hole, hits it hard. And he goes straight forward. He falls forward. He picks up extra yards after contact. Uh, but, again, he's not a guy who's going to make people miss. He's been very productive. I'll give you guys a freshman receiver to watch. A lot of people know the name of Mon Richards, number 82. Had that, uh, that crazy hurdle in the game last year against the Fighting Irish. Uh, but number four, Jeff Thomas. This is a guy who was the MVP of the Under Armour All-American game last year. Uh, he's hit a couple deep bombs. Uh, in, against Georgia Tech, had a deep one against North Carolina, had a big play against Syracuse as well. He's been the one over the last three, four games, or one of the guys who's opened up this this offense down the field. Uh, and he's a speedster. He's absolutely dynamic. I, I would look for Miami to continue to try to spread things out like they did last week against Virginia Tech, had a bunch of five wide sets, because I think that's Miami's best chance of winning this game, uh, to tell you the truth. Uh, is 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 letting the athletes go out there and win the game because I still think that Notre Dame has the uh, the upper hand in the you know as far as Miami's offensive line goes and, and their defensive line. I, I know Notre Dame's been getting a lot of pressure this year with three four man fronts, um, so that could be problematic for this Miami offense. Yeah, and it look looking at the receiving stats, it looks like they have quite a few long. Um, Receiving touchdowns, uh, 51 yards, 49, 78, and those all went for touchdowns. So, yeah, the big play that's been the big play has been saving Miami this year, and that's that's where things have kind of balanced out, right? Because we talked about earlier in the show where Miami has not been consistent. Uh, you know, there there there's just times this year where they just become stagnant offensively, three and outs, turnovers, all of a sudden. And it just doesn't seem like they've been able to string multiple drives together, um, but those big plays have bailed them out. I mean, I'm sure you guys saw at the end of the uh, Georgia Tech game that that fourth down reception that that number 81 Daryl Langham had. And then same thing in Florida State, right? 
those were the two games that they were kind of bailed out there by by big receptions at the end of the game. But listen, to tell you guys the truth, I think this one is going to come down to Miami's defense against that that running game of of Notre Dame. That that has been such a powerful attack this year, just wearing teams down. Uh, and look, Miami lost a, an important player on the defensive line this week in Demetrius Jackson, a guy who is essentially a starter, one of Miami's best guys against the run. But if there is one group on this team that is prepared for an injury or a loss like that for the rest of the season, it is this front four. Uh, so that, like I said, I, I've said it a few times, but that is going to be an exciting matchup. I know the scouts are, are looking forward to that one for sure. Yeah, and tell us a little bit more about the defense. Um, it sounds like they have a uh, good rotation at the defensive line. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys in the mix there. At, at defensive tackle, Kendrick Norton, number seven, and then R.J. McIntosh, number 80. McIntosh is the guy who picked up that fumble last week, and his brother plays for, for Notre Dame as well. Yeah. Uh, of course, Dion, I believe his name is right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and yeah, he you know that's that's an interesting little family matchup there. Uh, so they have you have those two guys inside. Then on the edge, you have Chad Thomas, number nine, number ninety nine, Joseph Jackson, number ninety seven, Jonathan Garvin gets in the mix. It this is a very deep group, and in my opinion, group, coached by one of the top position coaches in the country, and Craig Kuligowski came over. Uh, when Mark Rick came over, came over from Missouri, and you know all these all these Missouri defensive linemen in the league right now. He he was the man who produced them all. So he, Miami was left with a pretty strong uh, group of defensive line when uh, when Al Golden left, and and he's done a great job molding those molding that group. But in general, this defense, the identity of this defense, is built on what Manny Diaz, defensive coordinator, does. It's an aggressive scheme. He's going to send a lot of guys uh, after the quarterback. He's he's going to send you know odd fronts. He'll do some stuff where he has everyone standing up at the line of scrimmage. A couple people drop. A couple defensive linemen drop. A nickel will blitz. So he does a lot of different things to disguise what what Miami's going to bring. But one thing that's not going to be disguised is the all-out pressure that he wants to bring every game sometimes puts pressure on the defensive backs because leaves them in a lot of one-on-one situations, which is, you know, in, in a game like this against Brandon Wimbush, you know, he's a guy who can get out of the pocket and create when the play breaks down. Right. So I think that that's going to be something to watch because Miami's going to have to spy on him a bit, keep it, keep an extra eye on him. Maybe, you know, one of those guys who's normally blitzing is just there as an extra quarterback spy because I know he likes to make plays when, when things break down. Yeah, for sure. And Michael Jackson, the cornerback uh, earlier this week, Kirk Herbstreet mentioned he's one of the best cornerbacks in the country. And uh, did he start uh, at the beginning of the year? Was he a starter in the first game of the year, or has he kind of improved as the year has gone on? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, because he was a guy who – he was not technically a starter. He, he he was listed as a starter on the depth chart, but he was not the primary guy. He was in the rotation. He is a, he's someone who he's from Birmingham, Alabama. didn't have didn't have any big SEC offers. UAB wanted him, and when when Miami goes into a place like that and and goes out of the state of Florida, goes out of South Florida to go get 
a skilled position guy or a defensive back, that should you know tell you what they think of him. And this is a guy who's 6'2", 195, 200 pounds, big cornerback. And, yeah, he's really improved this year. I mean, he's just taking those steps in the right direction. He's, again, very his, – his physical attributes are really kind of what, what stand out about him. He has that size, speed, physicality uh, combination. Uh, and he's – listen, he's had – he's put up all the numbers this year with those interceptions – but he's also someone who's physical against the run. And he's starting to make some name, a name for himself in, in some of this draft talk stuff. Uh, but then another, another defensive back I'd watch for is Jaquan Johnson, number four, at safety. He's put that turnover chain on a few times this year. He's, he's forced some, some, some fumbles and, and had an interception last week as well. So it's a much improved secondary for Miami as well. Yeah, well, we're excited about this matchup. Um, I know the Notre Dame players are because they get to go to the south where it's warm for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, just final thing, do you yeah, have a it, score it, it, prediction? It's going to be a good one. Do you have a score prediction for Saturday's game, or are you not at that point yet? Well, listen, I've been leaning all week towards towards Miami, and I don't know if that's just because I'm down here and I'm, I'm <laughs> feeling the energy and, and all that. I, I may be – I don't know if I'm a homer, but but – I'm going with the cane just because I and I'm going. Let's see here. You want to you want a number? I'll give you a number. Let's say uh, how about thirty to twenty four. All right. And and again, I think this Notre Dame program. I, you have to give Brian Kelly a ton of credit for the way he's turned things around. And you know, I know he's been there longer for one year, but where both of these programs were last year, I I think that the run game of Notre Dame definitely has a chance do some damage against Miami. I think that they'll hit some big runs against this defense uh, because that's one thing is that they do give up some big runs of the line of scrimmage. But I really think that this this atmosphere is something that – I'm not saying Notre Dame and, and these guys haven't played in something like this before. Obviously, you look at their schedule this year. You look at their schedule every year. They're not afraid to play anyone. But this is a different uh, – I think this is a new era. I think it's time for Miami to take that step maybe a little bit a little bit earlier than than I thought they would, um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a really really good one. It's just good to see both of these programs back and and relevant together at the same time, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. I know my, Notre Dame's had more recent success than Miami, maybe, but for both of them to be here at this point, it's a very very uh, special and and exciting thing. Completely agree. All right, thanks again, Peter, for joining us and listeners. You can read up on the Miami Hurricanes over at canesinsight.com and follow them on Twitter at canesinsight. Thanks again Peter and we uh, wish you the best uh, on Saturday and the rest of the season. Thanks guys. Appreciate you having me on.